pay attention. We'll see. Go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of First and Last. My name is Josh, and with me this week, we have Joe. Hey, man. And Claire. Hey. What up, Claire? You know. Wearing your coat, hugging a pillow, drinking a beer. This is the dream. <laughs> I also have, like, like hand warmers in my pocket because I was walking Zelda earlier, and it was mm. it's a little cold. Zelda's a dog, not a princess from Hyrule, just in case people <laughs> are wondering. She's a dog. She is. She's a little cute. She's a pupper. Anyway... But now my like my pockets are very warm, so I'm gonna get nice and toasty and comfortable today. Nice. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Joe, for the uh, people that have never listened to this show for some reason, what is first and last? Uh, we take a TV show and we watch only the first and the last episode. Nothing in between. Nothing beyond it. No movies. Just the TV show. Correct. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Very succinct. Sometimes the last season has nothing to do with the rest of the show. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is true. And I feel like when we, rules. when we saw Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, that was that episode was a movie. The pilot was a movie. Yeah, yeah. that was. So sometimes you, movies get thrown in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you weren't there for the end of MASH. I was not, but I heard <laughs> a lot about it, and I heard you guys loved it. It was really good, but it was very long. You know. So, you know, movies can go either way. It's mm-hmm. a good way to judge things. Just see the beginning and end. Speaking of movies, uh, I watched The Phantom Menace yesterday. Yeah? Yeah. So that's a movie. Cool. <laughs> um, it, well, since Disney Plus is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You're all up in there. Oh, my, my gosh. My household is now going through the Star Wars universe. Now, this is podcasting. <laughs> get it? I get it. Are oh. you an angel? <laughs> Just <laughs> the two quotes I know from that movie. <laughs> Every he gets uh, Anakin gets picked up by like Obi Wan because he's a little kid and he goes oh like everything <laughs> that kid says is hilarious <laughs> like going into knowing going it's not a very good movie mm-hmm. but it's like still Star Wars so a lot of it's still pretty fun yeah um, but especially little kid Anakin it sounds like he's sitting like in on the set and they say okay record and then some dude right off camera goes. Hey, hey, Obi Wan, what's up? And then the kid goes, "Hey, Obi Wan, what's up?" And then like <laughs> just repeating lines. I love it too. I love it too. Like it sounds like <laughs> the kid just hears somebody say it and then just says it because he only says like one sentence at a time, mm-hmm. like just enough to just repeat whatever is happening. He's really the kid. The kid is the best part of this movie because <laughs> it's just terrible child acting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing though. Uh, I did have a conversation earlier this week with my friend Andrew because both of us equally were annoyed with the whole population of people that we know. Wait, when every <laughs> wait what? Because everybody that we knew know. was bringing up like, what are you watching on a oh Disney Disney? Plus. Ooh, Disney and I'm like, how is so much of our lives surrounded by this company? Which, first off, I don't they really like anything Disney. I don't like anything Marvel. I don't mm. like Star... I mean, I, I'll see it, but I'm not going to sit down and be like, ooh, Disney's around. I'm going to watch Dumbo. Like, no. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm sorry. Also, like, you probably own The Phantom Menace on DVD. Do you not? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Do you own other Star Wars on DVD? I don't own any Star Wars on DVD. I also own, like, four DVDs but because could you, do it's you 2019 know, But do you know streaming. how to find these shows on the internet for free? Well, of course. So then why well, are we having this moment where everyone's like, I'm going to watch this whole thing? Because he's now also, they're just all in one spot and, and like there. I don't he, know. He's also not paying for it. I'm also not paying for it. That's And that's a key 
feature, I think. But it's if not... it's just available to you, sure, check it out. Okay. I mean, I'm not mad about it, except for the fact that there was a whole weekend of my life you where everyone... You about it. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> no, Maybe I, I was. Get... I was walking... My dog, speaking another time, walking Zelda, and I was on the phone, and I was just like ranting about this, and then I was worried that people would hear me and be like, man, that girl hates Disney. Like, she's terrible. No, I, I'm not get a terrible that person. it's weird that, like, so many of us, especially millennials, are just, like, just, like, S in the D of this giant corporation. Why do you got to be a graphic? Saving the date of this oh, giant okay. corporation. <laughs> Tricked her. Got her. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's just a new thing, and it's, like, america wide like it just released in here it's just went to australia i think the other day or something like that mm-hmm. um it's just like a really big entertainment thing that happened and when big entertainment things happen people talk about it that's why people talk about when like a new marvel movie comes out in theaters because it's the thing that's happening right now mm-hmm. brings everybody together and gives people things to talk about i know maybe i'm just like an outsider it's it, yeah it's it, my own personal problem it's one of, like uh like what if like the pbs <laughs> network stream everything on pbs ever streaming came out uh, they, I mean, I do have the PBS, like, kind of streaming thing, but they, it is limited. Yeah. But I don't think that I would ever engage in a deep conversation, and I don't think I would, like, go binge watch a show. Like, I don't think I would stop and be like, all right, everybody, it's, we got to go watch all the Masterpiece classics. Like, this is, this is lit. Like, let's go watch Frontline from 1995. Like, hope- not going to happen. But I also think I don't watch TV the way normal people do, which is why I'm on this podcast, because I've never seen any of this stuff. And a lot of these people have seen all of this. Right. But maybe not the show we're going to watch today. Shocking. Get ready. What a segue, Claire. I know. I'm just trying to get back. Claire picked a very indie show. It's like no. not owned by any sort of corporation. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Disney. Um, you don't I think this, this show. was on CBS and then was recently like the rights were purchased by ABC recently. So the show's making the rounds. Um, what show is it? Designing Women. Disney right. Designing Women. Disney's okay. Designing Women. Actually, the the title was supposed to be like about cunning women who are like going against things and mm-hmm. doing making their own decisions but it's a pun because well do, you'll do they, find out do they make clothes i don't know see i feel like you've talked to me about the show before and now all i can think about is that this show is about like a scientist who like creates like women robots <laughs> That oh, face no. you're making right now like, oh, makes no. it seem like that's not the show. Like though. weird science? Kind of, yeah. And he's like trying to design the perfect woman. You clearly don't listen to me, and I don't know how I feel about that. Designing I mean, women robots. Now when you're talking about uh, just amazing topics such as designing women the TV show. <laughs> but don't turn this podcast off. Uh, we're going to talk yeah, about it. So designing, is designing a, an adjective then? It's not a verb. It's designing women that are designing? Um. Well, am I going to tell you what the show's about? Like now that you've already said, see, you this think is about this scientists? is why we need to use like people first language because then we could say it's women that are designing. Designing women is confusing. Well, I feel like you're trying to like make fun of people person first <laughs> language, and I'm here to be an advocate for that. However, <laughs> this show is about to be great. I hope. I have I no mean, idea. I, I haven't seen it since I, like 1997. I don't want to disrail us from uh designing women mm-hmm. but what is people first language 
can you per- say person you- first so that would be when you describe the person before you would describe say their disability or something about them so a person of color a student with a disability a like so you be josh who is also a man that is balding you're not a bald man see the difference okay so I mean, you didn't describe anything about me besides just that my name is Josh. <laughs> no, but like, like I thought you meant like, oh, this is Josh. He likes reading. Also, he's bald. No, <laughs> it'd be one thing if I said. So it's like if I called you a bald man, but or a man who is balding. Like you're a man first. You're a person first, mm-hmm. and then you're balding. That's a terrible example, but like I was trying to pick something really fast. Okay, it still sounds mean. <laughs> well it's a way to, to to take the meanness and still go first with your human the versus- idea is, yeah. I, mean, I get it i i thought i thought maybe it was gonna be like their characteristics they're, they're like no, character yeah. traits or like something like good about the, like what they like and dislike or like what they like to do or what mm-hmm. they're interested in the and idea then, if you had to describe but i don't know why you'd have to like go yeah. into that much detail it's mostly so you don't just like disregard entire groups of people as just this one thing sure yeah sure and I mean, it, we're working be... on increasing people's understanding of this concept so uh, hopefully this podcast will also okay that's interesting we had a friend uh we had a <laughs> we had a friend in college um who like i went to college and it was like predominantly white people and then like you know there's a couple people, people who of are color. white yeah there was people, and people of color who also happened to be white predominantly but okay. then there was also other people who happened to be not white there mm-hmm. but one of our friends in college um he had dreads but he was also black um and so people would be like you know uh you know ben yeah the one with the dreads and it would be and there's like three people that had dreads and you're like <laughs> You know, out of like fifteen hundred people or whatever, you'd be like, "Yeah, cool. I I think I know who you're talking about." And you're like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, he's 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 black and he has dreads." And you're like, well, you, "Can you just lead with that so I know exactly who you're talking about?" Like, <laughs> dreads isn't like it's a, neither one of those are his defining characteristic, but it's just like when there's a group of white kids, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like two of them have like two people have dreads, but one of them happens to be like the black. It's like. Oh, that's just easy to quick go. Now I know you're talking about not like that black kid, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not saying anything bad. They're just trying to let you know who it is. Okay. But I would say that mostly with person first language, you're using this when you're describing the person. So you'd be talking about somebody. This would be like you're in a room and you're trying to tell them where Ben is. Like, okay, I'm going to use an example that I hate when people use, which is which I can't believe I'm going to say out loud because I'm oh, trying yes. to not say this. But when someone says a person is autistic, uh-huh. so they'll be like, he's autistic. <clears throat> Sorry, that was like frustrating for me to say out loud. Mm-hmm. So you would say he's a person with autism, right? So he has a disability, but he's a person first, right? And so using actually like that the term autistic to describe someone is not something that is used but even though i work in this field mm-hmm. i still have co-workers especially frustrating ones uh that continue to not understand this because again you're trying to not label this person it'd be like more like you're trying to put a label on someone and that's what they are first before they're human and this happens right. a lot with people with disabilities yeah. i don't know how we just got on well that. And like the context feels- is very important Joe's, like it happens Joe's a lot with people, people. yeah it, it makes sense it seems like a really friendly version 
almost of a mind control. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not really, but it's like, you know, because both of those things are the same thing. And, the Jedi and, mind and, trick. Yeah. And if you're not like a, like a, a meanie, you know, you're like, like, oh, like the autistic person over there or mm. not, the, not the person with autism. Like you're just, you're saying like he person and then the thing right, right. instead yeah. of just saying the thing, which mm. is like most people I think would just like think the same thing. But mm. it, it's a it's like a it's just like a word trick to like it's a word trick, but it's also like a way of seeing people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also understand what you're saying. But I I don't know. I live in this world a lot more than I think normal I mean, people hey, do. I don't care if you're cool. I high five you and we'll chill. Like you know. Yeah. Like, so whatever. But anyway. So what is designing Designing women about? Women Women that are designing. So it went seven (laughs) seasons, 163 episodes, and it looked like it went from 86 to 93. There's also a lot of drama behind the scenes. Like I did a couple Google searches. A lot of People magazine covers in like the 90s, which is like the heyday. There was like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, which met with all of the leads. Like, there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. And they also were competing with uh, Golden Girls was going around. But Golden Girls started after the show. And then it was also tied to, like, Murphy Brown. So this was one of the first shows ever on TV that had a female writer and had female leads. So that was why it was a huge deal. I didn't know Tina Fey was this old. Tina Fey actually is connected to the show, oh, really? which is weird. And I didn't even make that connection until you just said that. That but writer? I, I mean, that it. person who is also a okay. writer. Who also writes. You got it. Um, <laughs> I forget her last name, but Linda writes this Linda. show. On Linda. On a first name basis. I know. Linda and I are pretty chill. <laughs> I forget her last oh, name. Well, her name is Linda Bloodworth? See, that's probably why he didn't How did you forget that name? <laughs> Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Yeah, she had a double oh, last name. Yeah, she has a hyphen. And mm. I feel like maybe her husband like was part of her writing team. But Bloodworth. The story of the Mrs. show, now Bloodworth. granted, I read a couple blurbs, but really I'm going off of my childhood memory because this was on syndication and I would sometimes see it and I remember liking it, laughing about it, and thinking they were very like quirky women. But it's in the South. I think it's in Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, I'm right. And there's two sisters, and they are interior designers. This is like an interior designer designing firm. I'm already seeing this name pun going on. Yes, there we go. <laughs> We're there. And um, these women base are going through, and they're living life, and they're dealing with problems and drama. There's a lot of episodes of the show that were the uh, dealing with the problem of the day, like, but in this funny, cunning way. It was also a liberal slant, according to a lot of things that I was reading. However, the main, the lead was conservative. So anytime there's an episode where she felt like her character was too liberal and not following her own personal views, they had to promise her in another episode in which she would sing and focus on her voice, which I do not know how I was going to get What's tied into the show. conservative about that? Nope, I don't know. <laughs> so but that actress, was her that was her her trade off. The actress was conservative? Yeah. So the actress herself oh, as thought, a human was I conservative. Thought, I thought the character she oh, no, played no, no. was a conservative. The character she played was liberal. So the deal was anytime you're gonna have my character do something that I don't agree with as a notable conservative, yeah. you will have to then have an episode in which I will focus my voice and have a song. Sounds do like you, it sounds like this is a person who is 
full of themselves. Oh, and that too. <laughs> Do you know like what things are particular? Because I just feel like the liberal conservative it probably means something different in like 1986 or whenever this was. Uh, the things that I kept seeing was that there's a lot of ties to the Clintons. Uh huh. The um. They talk about one of the characters had worked on Clinton's campaign in Arkansas or worked with Clinton. Sure. And then there's a part something about they were trying to get to the inauguration. A but, young Monica Lewinsky. But I also know <laughs> that they the the episodes that I can remember that I've actually watched later clips of was they did an episode about AIDS mm-hmm. that was a really big deal. And they actually like so the writer's mom was dying of AIDS at the time i think i'm not 100 percent of it was the writer mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it was linda good old linda Bloodworth. but her mom <laughs> no was, that becomes a weird last name <laughs> yeah well so what happened was her mom had had a transfusion and had aids mm-hmm. and was dying and someone had said to her uh i don't know the quote i wish i had this in front of me sorry everybody i'm gonna fail at this but Something to the effect of like, well, those people deserve what they, like it's all the bad people anyway. And that was sort of the token of the episode. However, I have seen clips of it and it was a very awkward episode with like parts of it that were really good and provocative for the time. Isn't it good to at least know that the majority of America knows that the person that (laughs) said that, oh, those bad people deserve that. Yeah. That at least the majority of America knows that that person was on the wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, is that yeah, say, at so the that, time? That was, was a conservative probably... viewpoint. Is that like the bad people deserve to die? <laughs> well, it was the eighties. Solid 80s. ideology got there. Being conservative <laughs> is not a bad thing. It's when it comes equipped with bigotry <laughs> is when that becomes a bad. But thing. so, from what I remember, there's these ladies. They're hanging out. They're trying to solve the world's problems in a funny way. It's very um, uh, jokey with each other. It's supposed to be very witty. There's also this um, man involved, and I can't – he has, like, a last name that's – I can't remember his last name. But he is, like, their delivery man, and he comes in, and he's really funny, but he's an ex-convict, and he's African-American. And I just remember him being – really like a highlight and funny so i don't remember and i don't know if he shows up in the beginning of the show but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the first episode i have no idea um so what i think right now is that there's yeah what's gonna happen two sisters and they're like designers Mm -hmm. like interior designers i'm pretty sure it's interior design um show star let me paint you a picture here of a show i've never heard of before 20 minutes ago um Show opens. Mm-hmm. Two women fluffing pillows on a couch. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> They're like, we did it. Mr. Johansson will be very happy with what we've done mm-hmm. in walks. Black convict man. <laughs> they don't know he's a convict yet, but Claire does. So I'm going with that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shoot. This is great. You did a great job. And they're like, this is your house? Whoa. Whoa. And they're like, yes. And he's like, I like what you guys have done here. Mm. I want to hire you for more work. And they're like, cool. And then shenanigans. And then (laughs) we meet three or four other women for some reason. And then the show ends in a high five. 
Ooh, I really hope there's a high five. <laughs> I think it's mostly that, except at the end, before they high five, they turn around to reveal the electrical panels in their back because they're all robots. <laughs> so I have a feeling that you guys aren't going to like the show, but I'm going to have a really good time. I know that there's like, a dr- they're all very u- unique character characteristics and characters. So like there's the sweet one, there's the dumb one, there's the... The sexy one. There's a smart one. Mm. I can't remember who's who, but I as think, a kid, I remember who I liked and didn't like, and I'm really interested to see if I watch it now if I still feel that way. I think I'm the sexy one. You are, Joe. <laughs> Definitely. He's bringing sexy back. <laughs> um, hey, even if we don't like it, I'm almost confident that a show from nineteen late 1980s is going to give us things to talk about. <laughs> so... Should we dive into this first episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll see you after the first episode of Designing Women. Ooh. Did I say it? You said it really... uh... Designing Woman. (laughs) Okay, now you sound like a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. We finished the pilot uh, of the first season of Designing Women. I think it might have had a name, actually. It was just called Designing Women. Yeah. They hey, went, I'm fine with that. That's good. They gave it a name. Um, I got a write-up really quick. Suzanne visits a new gynecologist who is Mary Jo's ex-husband, Ted, and an uproar is created when she announces she is dating him. In this episode, Mary Jo is just called Joe. Hmm. See, that? even that description just sounds like a mid-season episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, let's get into that right away. As a pilot or a first episode, this didn't do a very good job. You just drop right in there. Yeah. It was like literally like it felt like mid-season on any show. It was good and entertaining. Yeah. I thought it was a good episode of TV. I thought it was entertaining, but it was like, who are these people? I do feel like I felt like I kept skipping a beat. Like I missed what had happened and I need to be really listening hard to figure out what they were talking about. It's also very fast. Their dialogue's fast. It's very quick. Apparently, that's something that I read. The way that they wrote this, she wrote it on legal pads. Good old Linda. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that, they would actually have to sometimes speed up the scenes, like, later on in editing, because to fit in all the content. Oh, like, literally, like, times, like, 105% or whatever, like, you know. It sounds like that's what they had to do. They had to kind of, like, make it faster. And some scenes, when I was listening to them, I'm like, hold on. Like, I I even told you guys to be quiet a couple times, because I, like, was like, I can't. I can't figure out what they're saying. Yeah. So help me out. Who who are the characters and what do they do? How do they know each other? Uh, well, I mean, I got all the characters' names. Okay. And the actresses, actors who play <laughs> them. Um, there's Jean Smart, who mm-hmm. plays Charlene, who very topical right now. She's in the new Watchmen show on HBO. Mm-hmm. She's lovely and fantastic, and she's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. But um, so she is like, I feel like the secretary of this design firm. Yeah, I don't know what they're all... She's not a designer. She's there. She was, like, dealing with the mail, dealing with the bills, dealing with the phone calls. So she's the secretary of the design firm. All four of these women all work at this company, right? Yeah, which looks like a house, feels like a house, Mm -hmm. but it's clearly... Are you sure it's not just someone's house? No, because they talk about it like it's the office. Well, I mean, you know. But maybe they live all, all live there. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think they all live there, but I bet it's one of their houses. But I kind of feel like it is. But which person are you talking about next? Um, Delta Burke, who is Suzanne, 
So Delta Burke is Suzanne, and Suzanne is the sibling of the person who started this design firm, and Suzanne was a former beauty queen. Suzanne was the one that went out with Ted, who is Mary Jo's ex-husband. Okay. Um, and Mary Jo would be Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized, at least facially, like I recognized Jean Smart and Annie Potts the most. The other two looked like mildly familiar to me. But I feel like I could place those those other two. Women. What's Annie Potts from? Um, I'm I can't like I can't I guess I can't place her in in a thing. Mm-hmm. But she God she's in like it's not it's not Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think it's it's something like that. I'm gonna look it up. Annie Potts. Annie Potts. But not for me. It's a Ben Folds I reference. Know, I know. <laughs> she's a brick. Uh. I forgot that people couldn't see my face. Um, and then there is Dixie Carter, who played Julia. So Julia is the head designer. Oh, wait. Annie Potts wasn't Ghostbusters. Give it up, suckers. <laughs> okay, there I was you right. go. What was, was Dixie's like, last name? She was the... Carter? Oh, Annie Potts was... The, she was the... She was the... She was the... Um, uh, what's it called? The secretary in oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah, who yeah. Annie Potts was. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. I was like, how can you place her? Oh, I don't think I can place her. Mm. But and I, then you I, said I think about Ghostbusters, and then I looked it up, and literally that's her number one bill is Ghostbusters. And so she's also was apparently in Pretty in Pink. Um, Anybody's, Anybody's. She was Bo Peep in Toy Story 4, apparently. No. But, yep. I was surprised there's not more things that I would have known her from. But, okay. Um, Annie Potts, though, so she is like a hired designer. She's not related to uh, Dixie Carter, which is julia yep so julia and suzanne are sisters and julia is the kind of the head of this design firm is julia the one who you were describing as being like quote unquote the main character who's conservative in real yes. life so dixie carter is conservative in real life she's main carter or the main character julia when, so i read her last name when, as i was saying when you describe one of these women is a conservative in real life and i read the names Jean, delta dixie and annie <laughs> and i went oh well dixie's the yeah, one like dixie <laughs> yeah uh, annie's the only one that was born not in the south that was apparently a big fun fact i kept reading online who is annie potts was okay, born yeah. in seattle Washington. i would guess that by the name yeah um but so these all four of these women work at this design firm. Yes. That does, did one of them start it or something? So it was Julia's design firm, I th- from what I understand. And I know that Suzanne. So apparently she gets all these monies from the guys she's been married to. She gets a lot of alimony. Yeah. So she doesn't, I think, do a lot of work. But I think that she helped fund the design firm. And it's an interior design firm. Interior design. That's what they were talking about at the beginning scene. They were trying to show us that. Is that a of. thing that exists now? Yes. Yeah? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. not? Yes. Have you never watched HGTV? <laughs> <laughs> like I just pointed out like on Netflix there's like the interior design Star War thing. There's all kinds of that stuff. Interior, de- yeah. Interior don't you, design don't, Star Wars. Yeah, cool. don't you know about interior design Star Wars? Okay, there's no Star Wars. It's not on Disney Go or whatever that shit's called. <laughs> no, you thinking about HBO Plus? Okay, that's just so four. Man, some new drapes. But uh, Disney Prime. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it seems like Annie Potts' character Mary Jo 
she's like the divorcee, hard-working woman who needs this job. She needs to make this money. She needs to get these accounts. How did you get like, any of the other stuff besides she's divorced through this episode? Or did, did you, just you not see the beginning? You were eating pizza. I don't know if that's what you're distracted about, but she walked in and was explaining how like she needed this. And then like also... When Delta is talking about things with alimony and so that's Suzanne and all of the things in the past, all of the other women were mad at Annie being like, why didn't you take his money from this gynecologist guy, Ted? It was very much implied that she didn't have the funding that she needed. And she talked about being basically a single mom, which I'm sure in 1986 was not something that it's like the divorce rates were just starting to creep up in the 80s right we're finally starting to not make women stay with these terrible men not saying that men didn't stay with terrible women either so uh. well and there was also they were talking about a client they had and they're like "Ooh, and they're an interracial couple mm-hmm. <laughs> i did catch that <laughs> yeah. oh harry belafonte who yeah. is that and like he's an actor and singer yeah, I thought he was a singer. Right? Is he a white um, guy? No, he's black. Okay. Uh, the banana song. They like come down. We wanna go home. That's you him. like peanut bananas? <laughs> Wait, those are two different songs. But <laughs> yeah. like, keep on singing, guys. But yeah, the joke about that a was banana like, split in the rain. Yeah, totally in the interracial stuff. As long as it's Harry Belafonte. I didn't get the joke. I didn't think it was funny. There was a lot of jokes. That I did not understand. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I think they like mentioned a couple other people, like they and they referenced people. And I think at one point, Claire, you're like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Anybody they reference, we're not gonna understand who they are." Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, because it's like '86, so they're referencing people that are like in their prime, probably four or five years even before that. Mm-hmm. So like, we we've all not been born yet. By the when, like, we've been born at the start of the show. We're alive mm-hmm. as humans speaking these microphones. But we weren't born for these prime people in the 80s, really. Sure. But I feel like even not like specific references, but just like just certain jokes about things that I was just like, is that just like a cultural reference I don't get? Or like, do you have an example of that? There was one where um, there's a man who goes to talk to them at this like restaurant where they're at. Radon. Oh, Radon. I was like, Artie? Radon. I don't know why I wanted to call him Artie. Um, And then so they tell him off essentially like tell him to buzz off and then he's like cool i'm gonna go make some phone calls and then there's a laugh and then they're like what was that a reference to something oh yeah because oh, like, josh explained it i don't think that's a reference i just think that's showing that he's a shitty dude that doesn't understand what they want him to go away that's like what happens away. with creepy men oh because he said i'm gonna go make a phone call and come back <laughs> yeah and they like, obviously... like you have your girl time i'll be back because i'm gonna stay being creepy yeah obviously so you don't get that, Joe, maybe because you're... <laughs> you have a penis. No, no, no. You don't get it maybe because you're not a horribly creepy man. I get it because I'm if a you, creep anymore. No, but, um. if you were, but even if you were a horribly creepy man, you'd be like, that guy is doing the right thing, right? The, the joke about that, though, again, I think that this is probably why this show lasted for as long as it did, is it's joking about shit that women have to deal with that typically is not discussed in shows in the 80s and then this seems like you know then murphy brown shows up and then there's also the golden girls where they're murphy actually Brown's talking in the show? no <laughs> I she know, I'm just yes so but, the joke so the joke is that he says don't worry i get the picture i'll be back after this where he actually doesn't get the picture yeah and the picture is 
the subtext is go away we don't want you here yeah at all uh-huh. and he was like cool i'll be back later no but you're women so like you want my attention mm-hmm. and like they they set that one up like really deep Joe, Nobody and i'm kind of sad that you didn't catch it but maybe you just don't know how creepy men are which is a thing i, I also think it's just like a difference of um like culture and humor from 30 years ago right this show's about 30 years old yeah. I think it's just like a type of joke delivery that, um, I don't know, may, might have been delivered differently this <laughs> this year. What I didn't understand about this show and the joke that was the whole episode was the fact that Suzanne... With someone's friend was goes, so terrible. <laughs> ...goes to a new gynecologist, which, number one, going to your friend's ex-husband... For a service is kind of weird, right? So, like, if I had a friend... Cervix. Oh, my gosh. Okay. See, I get that joke. Yeah. yeah see? <laughs> That's a 2019 joke, not a 1986 but, joke. But, number one, to even then date your doctor and like think that that's appropriate that's gross so like she goes to this doctor has a consultation with him and clearly there's some slut shaming in here she gets around she's had a lot of husbands she's like loose and having fun that's suzanne or something like that i don't i mean i've saw i mean minutes. at least her friends are making fun of her and not just some random person was like hey you're a slut <laughs> i don't know it, like there's a couple times where like they fall and called her a whore and i was just like that's a little that's a little no julia was just talking about her appetizers hors d'oeuvres oh that's when it was okay anyway I'm, no i agree with you fully. But like the <laughs> fact that suzanne goes and knows that this is her friend's ex and then is like oh i mean i like just go on dates it's fine right like that is and i don't know if that's something that happened in the 80s or if that was like appropriate or like people like clearly was terrible number one he is your doctor. Number two, he's your friend's well, ex. He's your doctor is a very loose statement. She went to see like. Have you ever been to a gynecologist? Well, no, no. I'm saying okay. No, I just wasn't sure. But if I'm, you like know saying, how that works, why would I have gone to? A <laughs> I know that's what um, I'm saying. What I'm saying like, someone being someone. I wouldn't call anybody your doctor if you went to see somebody one time. But do you know how it works with a kind of cut? Like I'm just, I'm, I know what they're looking at, you know. But like, I'm just saying, like, she would go one time, and then you'd probably go, "I'm gonna keep going," or "I'm not gonna keep going to this person." You know, you haven't decided yet. So she went, went like this dude. Not gonna, he's not gonna be my doctor anymore. He's gonna be my, my baby boo. No, that was weird and gross. I mean, you're, you're just caught up also, on the fact that it's a gynecologist. But if she was a general, pra- he was a general practitioner. I would also be like, because she's not going after him for his intelligence and smarts and his charm. It's also tying back to the fact that this character is like trying to get someone's money. Well, this character is a terrible, horrible person who's not a good friend who I don't know. if I feel like this is the what's that? What's that? Is that Gossip Girl where that dude like rapes people and then oh, like is their best friend? I yeah, saw yeah. that one too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not she's she's not on that guy's level, but she's like just doing shitty things to her like best friends, and then being like, "You're fine, it's fine." <laughs> and then what? Like, what in four episodes we're just supposed to think like Suzanne's just part of the gang, but like in episode one, I found out that Suzanne is a piece of shit. Like really? Okay. <laughs> like that's. I what... do find that the humor with uh, Charlene's character was my favorite. 
she had the best charlene was the best like lines like it was when they were all sitting around having quote-unquote girl talk before that radon showed up that um suzanne was telling them like oh i'm with ted and he's great is and radon then, something that builds up and kills you like like carbon monoxide yeah yeah it gives you cancer okay joe we gotta get that checked yeah, anyway get it checked. okay that's in houses but uh <laughs> so suzanne was saying something like ted will never hurt me and then charlene's like no but i would and i was like dang girl i like it and then it was something like Ted's asked me to marry him, and then Charlene's like, check, like, just ignores it and, like, moves on with the situation. Charlene's and not going to deal with this shit. Charlene was by far the best. What'd you I guys forgot think? that that was, like, a plot point that, like, there's, like, talk of marriage already. Yeah. They're full on getting married, and then she invites, so wasn't it Suzanne just invites him over to the designing women house situation? Yeah, Charlene's a terrible person. But then they had, like, the long or conversation. Not Charlene, Suzanne. And all that Mary Jo wanted was for him to be like, because she basically had spent all of her time while he was in grad school, like funding his life mm-hmm. with, which is like. She my, supported his dreams and put hers on hold. Which is what my mother's whole like big like hang up is with my dad. So like I felt connected to this very 80s story. Mm. But um, hey, many, many people do. I, I have a friend who's like his wife has like a big like dream. And he's just like, literally, they like he's like, oh, what's a, like, what do you, what are your aspirations? And he's like, ah, whatever, like, just to support whatever she wants to do. Like, as long as like her dreams are being good, I'm cool. Well, that's really cool, but it also <laughs> sounds like in this situation, Ted was like cool with her supporting him, and then once he got to be at the level of success where he could get other women to be attracted to him, he was more into that. Well, it just didn't seem like Ted appreciated her at all. Yeah. But even when she was so like that whole conversation was weird when they're like doing the back and forth because they also have children and like it made me like wonder about the 80s and like how things were. But terrible. She was trying to get him to say like that she mattered and that what she did was worth it and that she was important and to say thank you. And he's just like, I hear you, but that's really hard off to think about it. And it was just like, what a what a terrible person. That was the that was the point. What a terrible person. <laughs> but then it was like Suzanne doesn't want to marry him now. I didn't get that. But uh, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get how that wrapped up at all. That's because anyway. Suzanne is a dumb, fickle person who like jumps to conclusions and then decides that, like, oh, I don't think I want to do that, even though like I was gung-ho about it five minutes ago. She's going to be gung If you watch the show, I guarantee you Suzanne's going to be gung-ho about things like all the time, and it just drops them. That's just what she does. I guarantee it. I might I might see see episode two. I feel like episode end of the, whatever a hundred whatever is gonna be not anywhere near where this episode is at the beginning. I feel like it's gonna be better. You think it is? Because it'll be six years closer to me getting the jokes. <laughs> oh, Joe! Uh, remember when they cursed hey, in the show? Not everything Joe is saying. There are '80s jokes, and everything is built a lot differently. I mean, you know, I got more than Joe got, but I'm just more worldly, so that's different. You know, I just feel like it'll lean more into once it gets a swing of things and decides that it's a feminist show, it'll lean more into that. I feel like they're still trying to get the swing of this in this episode because even though it's like starring four women, it's still the crux of it is like they're fighting over this man. But this is like a weird time for feminism because at this point in time with feminism, it's like 
post bra burning and feminism is like very not feminine and very not into this stuff mm-hmm. and not southern necessarily i mean i don't want to like put all southern people feminism in the box. is southern mm-hmm. and i will not have you say no anything but i different. think that this is showing you that feminism isn't necessarily like this word that, that had kind of been like labeled at the time but it's like the act of being a feminist the act of having your own goals and aspirations and like not having to listen to a man first so it's like this this show is feminism in action versus feminism with the title feminism and i think that if you asked the writer of this show in 1986 is this show a feminist show they would probably would have said no mm-hmm. but now with our current lens we look back and we're like oh that's very feminist mm-hmm. so i just think it's interesting how over time that changes anyway I feel like we got really deep in this episode guys we just anybody got a joke no everybody just turned off the pot i'm so sorry um i mean i i lulled during this episode and i thought it was fine but like it wasn't a very good first episode yeah, yeah it was a different time for pilots and stuff too like People aren't watching stuff from the beginning, so there's a little bit of just like just make this feel like a normal episode. I mean, it is like the time when we're like, oh, designing women's on tonight. Oh well, my son's got a ball game, so mm-hmm. I can't go. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I'll yeah. literally never see this episode of TV ever again. Yeah, possible. Like that's their thoughts. You know, that's so interesting. We think because it's more of like the ratings, and I don't know if this is true. I probably need to watch some shows or read some books, but. It's more of like who will actually turn in like those Nelson ratings and like who's show- seeing it that second is going to decide like if it's kept on that night or yeah. at that time. And like I do think that when I was reading about the show, they had canceled it for a little bit after the first season. Mm-hmm. But they had this like concern viewer group that wrote like 15,000 letters to bring the show back. So it was like canceled for a month and then it got brought back and. Um, and then moved to Monday nights because it was yeah. all about the night. They kept trying different nights of the week for it. Could you also imagine that? I feel like now they set up the the shows and it's like every Tuesday you're going to see King of the Hill or whatever. The night's a big deal on TV even now. Like it's got to have a good night. There's there's time slots that like you put a TV show in and it's just doomed for failure. Because that's not when people watch TV. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what happened to the show season seven. It got moved to the death slot on Friday night. Oh, Friday night. Yeah, it's tough. Unless you were the X-Files. And then you had 20 million people watching. That thrived Friday. on a Friday? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That was a Friday show? Well, it was one of the best shows ever made. So that's why it did great. Hmm. Yeah, fun fact. That was a good episode of this pod. Go back and listen. Highly recommend. I thought you were saying this episode right now. Like, hey guys, this is good. good episode, uh, make sure when you finish no. it, re-listen like to this. Like and subscribe. No, I'm saying like season one, episode whatever of X Files. Anywho, ah, uh, what, what are these predicts? I want to know what you got. Well, apparently you know about all these people that aren't in the show, so you've like cheated in your okay. predictions. I do need to say that there is some <laughs> major drama with um, Delta Burke in this show. And she ended up getting kicked off the show because of her behavior. By the rest of the they had a vote. And it was like, should we bring her back? And everyone voted no. But then there was all of these shows about that. And they thought it was because she got she gained weight because she got married. And that there's like a lot of drama about that. But it ended up just being because she was terrible. And they would have to write two scripts for every episode to like be like, is she going to show up or not? 
and uh, the whole cast voted Man, did her people off. People signed contracts back then. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it felt like Survivor, and that's a. So what you're saying is Suzanne's not in this Suzanne show anymore. Suzanne won't be in it. But let's hear what your prediction All is. All right. Well, let's uh, quickly rewrite number three. <laughs> you can. You can do that. Um. So number one, I think Mary Jo and Todd are Ted are remarried. Ooh. Woof. Yeah. Hope not. I think some of the ladies. Wait, who was the guy that played Todd? Scott Bakula. That's right. He was in Quantum Leap and also Star Trek Enterprise. You got so pumped when he watched. Oh, Scott stage. Bakula. Um, he's a good. He's he's a good actor. He was a, he acted as a bad person in this episode, <laughs> but he's a good actor. Um, I don't have any thoughts on him in real life because I don't know anything about him. <laughs> um, Scott Bakula's fine. Some of the ladies own a different business or they have expanded this design business into kind of something completely different. So I, th- okay. I think... Is it, are they still on the show though? Or is it just like... I mean, that's not part of my prediction, but I thought I would. I thought, yes, they're in the show that like maybe they're doing like, uh, like maybe more... They do interior design now. Maybe they're doing like art stuff or like run a post office. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think Julia sings in this episode. <laughs> I hope so. Yep. She clearly like needs to, Ooh. <laughs> to do that. Um, and then we we didn't talk about this character. So there, the the guy Anthony, who's in yeah, the show, he's not in it. He wasn't in this first episode at all. So I'm gonna put Anthony mm-hmm. into where I put Suzanne in my prediction, and I'm gonna say Anthony is going on a trip. Okay. <laughs> there okay. You go. I like it. I like the way you like pinch hit that. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought about your predictions, but I mean, I just assume this show is going to be just wildly different. It was yeah, hard I to make very predictions. Different. Yeah. It's a 1993 show. Who knows? Um. I also have Julia sings because I think 1986 <laughs> or 1993 they're Love singing. Um, you guys are smarter than me. Uh, Mary Jo is wearing a dope vest in this first episode. And yeah, I think she, there's another dope vest in this. That fi- bolo finale. tie, though. Dude, yeah. I feel like what she was wearing was super ridiculous, but probably on point for 1986. They like won <laughs> yeah, awards for their hairstyling and costuming. Oh, yeah. and they look terrible. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, it's 93, so I think there's a Clinton reference. Mm. Some reference to Clinton. Um, and then I think they're trying to expand the show and maybe try to do some sort of spinoff. So I think there's uh, they go into space. <laughs> I like can't wait to tell you some fun facts. Space episode. Designing space. That's it. That's four. Oh, okay. My turn. Um, I think that they're going to say bitch because oh. they said it in this episode. They're going to say fuck. Whoa. <laughs> up it. Whoa. <laughs> this pot is not for kids. No. I think they're going to say the B word. Um, I think that Dixie is going to be, which is Julia, is going to be moving to California because she's like such a hot interior designer and that's California or something. So many interiors to design over there. California. It's so hot right now. California. They've been in a drought since 1986. (laughs) Um, I think that they're going to be throwing a party at the Designing Women house slash shop slash whatever that thing is. And what I'm really hoping is that the wicker chair is still in the studio. There's like this huge wicker chair, very eighties chair. I don't style. know. I, was that the thing they were standing around right at the very first? Charlene sits in it, and okay. it's got the big wicker behind her. I need that to still be in the show. All right. If it's gone, I'm gonna be devastated. If it's still there, I mean, it held up well then. <laughs> right? I know, but 
I want and if they're interior designers and they don't change their interiors yeah right know. but that worker well chair. that's why they expanded and changed their business so. oh okay yeah. but maybe it's in space California space designers no oh, California yeah mm-hmm. well then maybe it was in the space, or space. section of yeah. California was space big in the early 90s space has always been big <laughs> <laughs> well that's actually really in funny. fact it's ever expanding <laughs> <laughs> I liked it all right um now that we're done with Science Corner, let's get to <laughs> the finale of Designing Women called Designing Space. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> It'd be so good. Um, but we'll see you after the final episode. I'm here with uh, Claire and Joe. <laughs> we're done with uh, Designing the Women. The women have been designed. Uh-huh. Designing parentheses they, they, the women. They've designed the hashtag worst uh, show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've seen worse, but that was that that was not what I was going for tonight. That did not hit no, out of the park. It, I know. Uh, it was funny. Um, it well, it first started out with a surprise two-parter episode last ep. I mean, they're they're short episodes, so it really was just like a normal like forty minute long okay, episode. Okay, Josh. Again, you gotta like blast it on to the whole podcast listening that I didn't do my research well enough. Gotta do your research. I did, but anyway, I but guess you, I didn't do but it enough. You didn't. Um, and then yeah, so so that it was called Gone with the Whim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a little write up if we want to <laughs> do that part. Oh yeah, do the write up. It looks a little long. That's yeah, fine. It's a couple couple sentences. We can all handle it. With sugar bakers in such bad financial shape, we don't know why. We just know that they're in bad financial shape. The ladies are grateful when BJ gets them a job redecorating a house that resembles the great home from Gone with the Wind. Until they find out that the new lady of the house plans to rip out the grand staircase and pr- replace it with an escalator. To make matters worse... BJ finds out that their client is trying to take over Poteet. Is that what it's called? Poteet Industries and plans to give sugar bakers to his young bride, Kiki, renaming it Kiki Bakers. With Julia continuing to fight to save the antebellum Kearney mansion, BJ struggles to save sugar bakers and Poteet Industries from a takeover from the Kearneys. However, despite their efforts, Kiki Kearney announces her new plans for Kiki Bakers. Lester Kearney um, announces that the purchase of Poteet Industries is complete and the modernizing of the mansion gets underway. Anthony and the women are fired for insubordination. Craig, a friend of Mary Jo's, stumbles on some embarrassing news about the Kearney's illegal financial activities and Poteet Industries and Sugar Bakers are saved from the takeover. There's a lot of movie magic in that last sentence, but they were just like, Craig, oh, by the way, was um, the guy who played Putty in Seinfeld, um, Elaine's reoccurring boyfriend, or the Tick in the 2001 live action uh, version of the Tick. Joe was like looking him up. Did you have anything you wanted to add about that? He's just a very handsome man, and he looks very familiar, and I was trying to place where I'd seen him, but I have never seen any of the things that he's been in. Seinfeld and the Tick. Yeah. You've never seen Seinfeld? I mean, I've seen Seinfeld, but that's not something I would be I like, mean, that's the guy from Seinfeld. There's eight, there's a hundred episodes of Seinfeld, and he's in, like, what, ten? I feel like I've seen him in something small, like a commercial or something. Oh, he's I'm definitely sure. been in commercials, yeah. yeah. He also, like, typically in show, like, well, at least, okay, 
Seinfeld. He plays like the dumb guy. And he plays the dumb guy in this he one too. He plays the dumb. He plays and, like the same character and in from the tick, his Seinfeld. He's like the dumbest man. Really? Oh yeah. The tick's very dumb. Okay. Yeah. But so he was fun. He's in it. I love him. I love him. He does play the same character, but it, you know, some people get typecast for a reason. It's because they're very good at. And the, there's some other scenario. new characters like BJ. Like I recognize these actresses. <laughs> I wrote BJ Dash. She's an annoying character. No, but she's an actress. I should look these people up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who BJ was, but she was in there. There was Jane Hooks. Um, she was Carlene. She was essentially like, she seemed like the person that just became um, like Suzanne and Charlene, like kind of put Mixed, together. Yeah, huh? yeah. She kind of became the two that girls that left Sugar Baker. She became that so one. So that's Jan Hooks. That's Jan Hooks. But she was in Third Rock, Coneheads, and Batman Returns. Like Jan Hooks has been in some shit. Mm-hmm. Like she's, yeah, she's on SNL. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. And she's great. Yeah. I, I like Jan Hooks. Um, and then the other girl, there was another older lady um, named Alice uh, Ghostly, I think is her name. And she played some uh, the old lady named Bernice. And basically, she was just like the old character that like didn't give a crap and just gave dope one-liners. <laughs> yeah, definitely just a one-liner machine. Yeah, she was just a one-liner machine, but it was funny. She mm-hmm. did win the Emmy nomination for Best Supporting Actress in Which, a comedy series in 1992 for Designing Women. Which she... Uh, Bernice. Bernice did. Oh, Alice Ghost. Alice Ghostly. Ghostly. And I feel like she, yeah, totally deserved that. Um, she was funny. If we go back to uh, BJ, mm-hmm. that's Judith Ivy. Okay, who is she? I, so I kind of I recognized her, but I didn't. I couldn't place Judith her. Judith Ivy has been in some movies in the nine eighties. I feel like she's like someone I've seen before, but now I'm looking at these. I'm like, well, I don't know these. Let me let me see if there's a little info on her on the Wikipedia. But she's funny. It's like it's interesting. Those women are all like women that have like a similar style, which is like that sunny. Oh, so she was in the Glass Menagerie and theater stuff. I read that book in eighth grade, but that's about all I know eighth about grade? the Glass. I think so. I think so. When we okay. read, read the Grass Menage, he's very advanced. Um, we call it the G-Mash. So she was in uh, <laughs> Brighton Beach Memoirs, Miles from Home, Compromising Positions, Harry and Son, The Woman in Red, Sister, Sister in Country. Like Tia and Tamara? No, different. Sister, oh, sister. well, then I don't know any of the things you just said. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep going. Hello again, The Lonely Guy. There's There goes the neighborhood. The Devil's Advocate, What Alice Found, and Flags of Our Fathers. So I've heard of The Devil's Advocate was like a movie in the late 90s, right? But I've never seen it. She so. also appeared on Will and Grace, if you watch that show. Never heard of it. She has had she's had some moments on Grey's Anatomy, which I love. Uh Person of Interest, White Collar, Nurse Jackie, Big Love, Law and Order SVU. Who hasn't been on Law and Order SVU? Joe. That's true. Yet. Yeah. Both me and Claire have been prominent in an episode. Um, you guys talk about that all the time. Yeah, episode nine hundred and ten, <laughs> I think. She was in bragging. Buddies with Dave Chappelle. I don't know what that is. BJ is? Yeah. Cool. Um, But I think that, I, I don't know. She's definitely someone I recognize, and I don't think it was from the show. But right. I don't recognize any of these things that she was in. I don't reckon, I recognize a lot of these people, and I don't. Re- I wouldn't recognize any of these people from the show, mostly because mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, I don't think I've seen the show ever. But what I think is kind of interesting for me is, as much as this, this episode did not hit it out of the park for me, 
it was interesting to see like all of these women kind of who were really funny, really good actors and actresses and all that. But also make kind of a bad episode of TV. Well, I mean, that no, that's that's its own moment. Like, that could be a lot of things. Last episode, they're trying to do Gone with the Wind, which is gross. They're dealing with the 90s style issues and trying to close up the show. But they're all, like, they came through this sitcom, and they're all women that have had careers or were in the middle of a good career. And it was kind of cool to see them be together and acting together. Like, they're good cast together like they make a good ensemble right i mean i'm not saying that i mean it's kind of 50 50 with some of these women that uh some of them were big and on the rise like while the show was becoming new and some of these women kind of became are like big and whatever near the end of it like i think jan hooks has had a bigger career after 93 when this was done yeah but like annie potts is in like ghostbusters in like 84 so she was already like in like one of the biggest movies in America before the show even started. So it is interesting. Yeah, like they're everyone's kind of on a different, a, 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 a different wavelengths. Like they're all like noticeable though. There's very few people on the show that are like, oh, I know. You wouldn't say, oh, I don't know. I know that person. But I would say that Anthony was one of my favorite characters. He was great. He was great. And they needed bummer him. that he was not in the first episode. Yeah, no, right. Um. But yeah, overall, I it didn't feel like they wrapped up the show. It didn't feel like they wrapped up the characters. It didn't like give me any. I don't know. It wasn't f- super fun. My theory on this was that so they did this Gone with the Wind thing where they pretty much every main character had their own like spotlight as Scarlet from Gone with the Wind, and this is very sp- like on the staircase, and they like flash to everybody having their own moment, and I'm just like. This is the last like two parter episode. They're trying to just like give everybody like a spotlight moment. Yeah. But in no way does it have any effect on like it's not like a I'm gonna let you say goodbye. You know, we're gonna end the show and I'm gonna let you say goodbye. They don't maybe and maybe it's a sign of the times, you know? And it's not just how T V works anymore in the two thousands and the twenty tens. Uh, the tenth. What did we call? It? What is it called, Joe? Teen, twenty tens. Yeah. The aughts and the teens. The, the twenty teen, teens. The teenies. Um, it's not how. It's not how TV works, and. I mean, I think it's not. I think there's a reason why TV has like. There's a cat. If people can hear, there's a cat eating in here. Um, Everybody knows. There's about random Pete. crunching. Everyone loves Pete. Um, it goes. It goes. Pete spaghetti Jim. Joe, clear me. You just shamed him into leaving. <laughs> yeah, he, he like left half his dinner. <laughs> he's just like fine. Well, I'm he's, out. he's been. It's it's like ten thirty. He's been eating that since six thirty. <laughs> so he's a grazer. Yeah, he grazes. Um, he likes snacks, not full <laughs> meals. Um, but maybe there's a reason why TV has like grown from like being very story driven and like having very like clear beginning and ends doing this to where it's gone from in like the 80 way before that but like this example is ladies to early 90s where like it's just kind of like this is just a show and it starts when it starts and it ends when it ends and it's like there's no there's no act system you know there's no Mm -hmm. beginning middle and end to like tv shows back then like even seinfeld that started in the early 90s when it ended in the early 2000s because seinfeld in like 2001 something like that 
I think it was somewhere right there. But whenever Seinfeld had ended, they actually like ended the show. Could you imagine if they just had an end last episode of Seinfeld and it was just like, well, that was we, also... went, we went to the shop, but it was, it's still just a sitcom and this is just still a sitcom. The last episode of Seinfeld was a gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you imagine? Oh. Yeah. People would have been f- f- like flipping out and that's only like less than 10 years after this show ended. And now shows that end are on today. There's like shows that don't end with like a story. Like people are mad because Game of Thrones didn't end correctly, but it still at least had an ending and like it ended stories with people. But like where this show was just like, let's do a Gone with the Wind show, and that'll be the last one. It's interesting because the way that this show is regarded, and at least from like the stuff I've read about it, is that like it wasn't just you know just a show like that and like they had like serious moments and like the aid stuff so it is surprising for them to just kind of come in and out like this mm-hmm. you have no comments on this guy. I, I just think that there's <laughs> probably so many better episodes of the show that we didn't get to see because well, we only watched first and last and i get that that's the purpose of this podcast but i'm feeling like i'm not I was hoping we would do first and last and I would scratch this itch of like, oh, there was this funny show that I watched a couple episodes of when I was a kid and it would be cool to like go back and like see it. And I didn't see any of that show. Mm -hmm. I got to see an hour of other stuff, which is fine. You can't rely on nostalgia to keep you through the, the, I know. the bad times. But. <laughs> um, well, but like the first, like, I mean, we've been a little hard on this. Like the first episode in itself was like a good episode of TV, though. Like it was a good show. It wasn't a very good pilot to tell yes. you who these characters were and what this show was about. Like, I don't have a clue. All I knew about the first episode was that this show's about like a bunch of sassy ladies that aren't taking no guff from dudes. Like, you know, like, and they also have a business. But, like, not not a whole lot of, like, real, like, stuff. And then the last episode was they, like, gone with the wind. Like, and apparently it's over. Well, and they can call out racism, like, which I thought was kind of cool. But then they continue to, like, play into it. So that wasn't very cool. It's the South, so, you know. <laughs> oh, why do we have to <laughs> no, well, I mean, that? We don't have, like, whatever. So, I mean, you know, like, they... Once again, like they're using comedy to to like with that part with the racism part, like I didn't find any problem with any of what they did there because they were like joking with it. There was it's not like it was just a bunch of white people doing it. Like there was black actors that were obviously okay with what they were doing or they wouldn't have like acted in it probably. And they they rate like they made fun. They were making fun of all of it. They weren't like no, make, being I, serious. I do about think it. that what they were trying to do is they were trying to give you both perspectives. They they definitely played into Anthony saying, Yeah, this was cool for you, but I would be cleaning up after you and it would really suck, right? Yeah, it would really yeah. suck to be a black person in the South and like we're sitting here glorifying this gone with the wind moment. So Yes, I have to say it was great that they did that. So what did you have a problem with? Yeah, what's the issue? I think it was just the fact I'm just uh, I'm take I'm sick of glorifying the South and this time. And I get it. Like, cool, they can spend out of these forty four minutes, they can spend five minutes of it saying this was bad, but they're still spending the rest of the time saying what a beautiful time and life this was and imagining that they could live in it and it's like we've gotta get past that. Yeah, so they do a Gone with the Wind flashback 
And then the one black character is like, hey, that was pretty messed up, though, huh? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then they go to another Gone with the Wind flashback. Yes. <laughs> I think that's where and I'm like, back you into guys like a clear- outfit. they clearly knew that it was not cool. But again, I I don't think that this would be made now. I think you guys could, think I mean, it would I be? might find I think, out, man. I think it could, I oh. think this could totally this like this entire episode like the uh, just like the joke of like flashing back to Gone with the Wind or whatever could totally be one episode of some show that was right. Like Always Sunny could do this 100%. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't think I don't think that what they did in this episode in any way did they say, you know that bad shit about like slavery and like <laughs> like all that stuff? That's good. I don't think they ever did that ever. I think they either Josh, they but, made a joke mm. about it or like Anthony brought up the fact that it wasn't okay. But they by, were either joking. But, but by sitting here and making it be and not talking about the reality of the situation and by glorifying it and making it this uh, amazing past that we could live in and it was great yeah. and we we're going to fantasize I mean, about it. That's saying it's okay. There's something specific about Gone with the Wind and it's not just like this was a time when they had slavery. It's that Gone with the Wind was kind of revisionist history about how great the South was and it was kind of used as like Confederate, like post Confederate propaganda of like, weren't times great when we had slaves and like the South was in the right though, right? And that's kind of like the history of Gone with the Wind. Not ever seeing Gone with the Wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. You saw enough of it tonight. You're good. I'm You're not going to watch Gone with the Wind. But like, I mean, me watching it never, never was like, oh, they're glorifying this. I don't yeah. know. I just thought they were making fun of it. And then also somebody said like, this is sh- pretty shitty, right? Like, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. It, so. but it, uh, Yeah. It was. All, but for me, it's like, oh, you know, this is shitty, but you're going to keep doing it cool i don't know but it also felt like could they not have done any other ending episode like who was like great idea they're gonna not have money well they didn't have an ending episode this was just an episode uh, of tv like this, it wasn't well, but it was like the they needed design somewhere so we're gonna like make it so that someone's gonna put an elevator in where a staircase is uh-huh. oh and it's gonna be gone with the, like well like Weak. the thing is I think about it like the things that you said you liked about the first episode where it's like uh, women sticking up to men and like women in the workplace and like women speaking their mind. Did you get any of that in this last episode? No. No. It no. was about, um, you know, dreaming about like this spectacular old southern house and it was about not wanting to lose their company. And they were saved because the man was dumb and gave them the information. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the the rich man was buying the company from them for his like young bride. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides Anthony, every man in this episode was dumb. Sure. <laughs> like it was just like a. But they had more power just, than the women. It was well. I mean, so it's like the opposite of what the show's about. And then that's their finale. Oh. I mean. Can we go back in time and redo this Linda, episode? Linda, that's what Linda Bloodrath wanted. Bloodworth. I don't know. Did she actually write this one? I don't know. I, I mean, saw her name in the credits. I was like, dope. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm not the the audience for a 1993 sitcom that, um, 
is just yeah is about interior design and gone with the wind <laughs> you didn't even know interior designers were a thing until no. tonight like i am kind of definitely like... not the uh, <laughs> audience for interior design yeah. he hates designing the interior joe's uh he, he doesn't he it's not that he joe hates designing the interior he just doesn't think about it so it's like joe what do you think about these ideas and yeah. he's like whatever it, it made me wish or like watching this beginning and end made me feel like like it made me long for the mary tyler moore show or golden girls or... i thought about golden girls <laughs> in like the first episode yeah how it was like oh this is like a bunch of ladies like being powerful and being hilarious yeah, yeah. and then the last episode did i didn't think about the golden girls at all during mm-hmm. this last episode mm-hmm. it was a poor episode i don't think it reflected the show well yeah. Hopefully that wasn't like a continuing thing in the end seasons of the show. Well, you know, hopefully it didn't like go downhill and maybe they just misstepped hard. In here, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to do something for you guys. I'm going to find out if they have some Thanksgiving episodes. You're going to men in black us and get us get, <laughs> and make us forget this? Well, I wish I could do that. I pull that thing out of my pocket and press the button and flash the light. Boing. But yeah, I couldn't think of the sound effect. Um, but I'm going to find out if there's some Thanksgiving episodes. I'm going to make Joe sit down and watch. I'm going to teach him about interior design and, uh, we'll see if the show's actually got some moments in it. So what you're going to do for us collectively is make Joe watch TV. No, <laughs> whatever. He made me watch Titanic like in parts and then, oh, it's a lot, a lot of Titanic. Like, we haven't finished it yet. Are you in the, are you in the Titanic, Joe? Uh, Titanic is James Cameron's best movie. But I mean, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Titanic. It's great. He's right. apparently watched it a lot. Every time he fell asleep, he'd wake up and be like, "Oh, did this happen yet?" Or he would do <laughs> like, "Oh, you you know what he's gonna do with that kid, right?" And I'd be like, "No, man." And um, then he's like, "Oh, just watch, Joe, like, the whole movie." Joe, if you're gonna make someone watch a movie that you quote unquote love, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to go to sleep while you're making them watch <laughs> yeah, it with fall you. Sleep. Fall asleep. The minute you fall asleep, Claire is allowed to hit stop. That old lady started talking, and I was like, <laughs> "Must love it a lot." True story. And I got my dad um, Netflix like a couple days later. He sent me a text, and he was like, "I thought this thing had a lot of like good movies and stuff. Where's all the good movies like Titanic?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. He needs to get Google whatever. No, uh, Disney whatever. Disney, Disney Prime. <laughs> Disney Prime, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, yeah. Dis- oh God, Disney Prime. If Disney merged with Amazon, it probably will. The Amazon P- Plus, <laughs> 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 something like that. Um, all right. Well, well hey, well, you, oh, yeah. you guys know what we think about the show. Let's go to predictions. Yes. <laughs> um, mine were May, uh, Mary, Joe, and Ted are remarried. That uh, inconclusive. Yeah. Um, some ladies own a different business slash they expanded. Um, it sounds like those ladies were losing their business and it was, they, they were uh, oh. bad at it. Um, I said, Anthony is going on a trip. Anthony is going on some sort of terrifying, like white <laughs> privilege gone with the wind horror trip. If that counts. Um, and Julia sings. I thought she was going to. Oh, I so I thought, thought she was going she was to. Going yeah, to. Was. Um, but I'm going to give myself a big old zero like this show. <laughs> Maybe this one is Dixie Carter's like thing that she wanted. Oh, she's like, we need to do a big Gone with the Wind yeah. episode. Oh, maybe. I'm going to do some Googling. All right. Um, I had Julia Sings. She did not. Um, there's a dope vest. 
and yes. one of the present day scenes. I don't know the guy's name still. C- Craig. Craig. Craig? Yeah. Clifford? Craig. Craig. Very handsome Craig was wearing a very handsome vest. Yeah, Craig. Um, so that's a point. Um, the Clinton reference, there was not. And a trip to space, I didn't see it. Mm-mm. I wish it would have shot this episode in the space. <laughs> uh, they didn't say bitch. Uh, Dixie Julia is not moving to California. They were not throwing a party at the house. And we went back and looked for the wicker chair. But it no longer is included in their interior design. So zero points for me. Wicker chairs are out in 1993. Well, I'm going to rate this show out of 10 about with how many points we got collectively. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, one? One out of 10. I, I do declare. It got, it got one point. <laughs> it got one point for each good episode I watched. Oh. And I watched three. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's got to be a gem in there I, I feel like if you started from ep- season one, it's probably good. Because if it continued on what it felt like in the first episode, it was probably a good show for a while. It, at some point, looking at this last episode, it fell off the horse and got kicked by the horse. That's what, well, they moved the it to the Friday Night Death Slide or whatever they called it. Well, that. that shouldn't make the writing worse. Well, you know. Unless they also fired all of the writers. They also just like let people do whatever they wanted. Julia Bloodrath or whatever her name is. Linda just said, I don't care. Do a Gone with the Wind episode. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> this is how we're ending. Uh, Everybody's going to wear dresses. Well, if you guys want to hear some more hard-hitting reviews like this one today, <laughs> you can keep listening to First and Last. Um, hit us up at L Podcast on the Gmail, on the Twitter. Tell us what you want to see us watch in the future. Uh, give Joe a compliment. Subscribe to the uh, Spaghetti Pal by just uh, giving G- Jimmy a nice compliment. <laughs> really. Um, and that's really all we got. We'll see you next week on another First and Last. Thank you for listening. And uh, goodbye. I was going to try to say like Southern thing, but I, <laughs> I don't know any Southern thing. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> uh, goodbye, listeners. And something, something Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A.